0: When something very important to the village and rather difficult to carry disappears, Jaden and Tangera go to investigate. Will they be able to overcome the fearsome magic they discover? <laughs> Happy October half-term and welcome back to The Story Forest, original kids' tales full of magic and mystery. Whether you're staying home or travelling far this holiday, let our adventures whisk you away for an adventure. Written by Nora Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Javen and the Dragon,
1: Madam Myra. Everyone was pretty sure that she was someone's relation, though nobody quite knew whose. She was just suddenly there, in a cave that people weren't sure they remembered, and then she was at the market with her smiles and her medicines and her pretty embroidered things, and a nice word for everyone, and soon no one seemed to remember that, not long ago, no one had heard of her. Javen certainly didn't. He would smile at her and nod if he saw her and would buy a medicine from her if he was sick, he supposed, though it hadn't happened yet. And if anyone, after, thought to question him about why he, the dragon-caller, hadn't spotted anything wrong earlier, he would have had to look a little foolish and admit that he expected danger to come from further away, and that as he rode Tangera through the skies, he looked to the borders and paid little attention to the comings and goings in the village. There were only two people who were a little unsure of Madame Myra, and I'm sure it won't surprise you very much to know that they were Kale and Granny Cavern. Madame Myra herself seemed young and old at the same time, young enough to swirl her skirt around when the village came together to dance, but old enough to have a look in her eye that made you think she knew more of life than you did. She was universally pleasant and even the small suspicion she met with, to begin with, was soon swept away with kind words, little gifts, a helping hand or just a smile. And so soon Madame Myra... Was just a part of life, less to be questioned than the flowers that grew in the spring. She's always looking at things, Kale said to Javen one morning as they were released from school and the children spilled out onto the streets with a great burst of energy. Everyone looks at things, Javen said, though at that moment his eyes weren't seeing very much because he was anticipating lunch so strongly. Not like everyone else, Kale said with some frustration. Why does no one see anything? She looks at things as though she wants to eat them. And people too, especially you. Javen laughed and she gave him a wry grin. Just watch out Javen, that's all. Javen promised he would but he was mainly thinking about bread and cheese and ham. They walked together through the village, talking of other things before parting, as Cale went to her house at the edge of the town and Javen continued up to the farmhouse. Lunch awaited him as expected and afterwards he swept the yard, fed the chickens and was about to clean out the stables when he felt a familiar jolt inside him. Javen! He was called the dragon caller but the dragon could also call him she must be near swooping down to meet him he looked over to one of the other men who worked on the farm who knew that look in his eye and gave him a brief nod the dragon caller was important so no one minded him going tangera in her scaly green enormous majesty had landed outside the farm, and Javen rushed to her and threw his arms around her neck. She nuzzled him gently. There is something I need to show you. She didn't sound totally sure of herself, which was unusual. What is it? he asked, but she shook her giant head. Let me show you. Javen climbed up onto her back, putting his hands out to hold on in the now familiar places, and Tangera swished her vast wings to pull them up from the ground. Javen felt the rush of excitement in his chest, as he always did. Soon they were high above the farm, and Tangera swooped out to the left. They flew over the village, not too high, And in these days, everyone was so used to the sight that many waved in greeting. One was Madame Myra, and Javen wondered briefly if she looked at them longer than seemed necessary. But then it wasn't every day that you see a dragon and rider swirling through the sky. He sat up straighter. She would get used to it. Tangera was flying to the southwest of the forgotten valley, and finally she came to a group of trees. There! Tangera's voice in Javen's head was still uncertain. She could not hover for long, and began to circle the trees. Javen looked closely. He could see the branches, the leaves, a scurry of movement that could be a squirrel or a bird, a glimpse of the woodland floor. And that was it. Go round one more time. He wasn't ready to admit it yet. He had some sort of sense now that something was off. But was he just imagining it because Tangera had brought him here? They swooped around one more time. I don't see anything wrong, he said flatly. Humans! Tangera rarely sounded annoyed with him. Now was one of those times. Usually a magnificent tree stands tall above the rest. Its leaves shine copper in the autumn. We look for it. I have never seen another like it. You humans too. Javen frowned and could, now he thought about it, remember such a tree just here. What happened to it? I don't know. Can you land? Tangera landed nearby in a clearing. She was too big to fit through the trees, and so Javen went into the forest alone. Remembering the help rendered to him when he had defended the forgotten valley from the bandits, as he walked, he politely greeted the trees, the mushrooms, the ferns, everything he could see. He came to where he thought he should be and saw immediately that he was right. The other trees stood tall, still, but in the middle of them was a huge hole in the ground. He walked to the edge. It was a circle and sank down deeper than he would want to jump. It looked as if someone had somehow scooped the tree from the ground but there was no way for that to happen. And so it would have taken a long time. A group of people would have had to cut down the tree, transport it, and then dig this perfectly round pit where it had used to be. It was the only explanation he could think of, but he saw no sign of footprints or disturbance at all. Javen walked back to Tangera, his face fixed in a frown. He told her what he had seen, and they climbed into the sky once more to search further for any sign of what might have happened. But by evening they'd seen nothing else untoward, and Tangera dropped Javen in the village to inquire of the people. But none of them had anything to share, and indeed were shocked at such a thing happening. When Javen went to bed that night, he had a strange feeling in his stomach. That wasn't usual. He wondered if he was hungry. The next morning there was a knock at the door of the farm and Dad showed in one of their farm workers who was looking distressed. The lad said a tree disappeared yesterday. It's happened again. Except this time it's the cow, he turned to Dad, It's Alba! She's gone! Dad's face dropped. Javen's did too. Alba was a wonderful, beautiful cow of a different type from any other in the valley. There might have been a moment to wonder if someone had stolen her but the moment was interrupted by someone else walking in. It was Kale. Javen! she spoke breathlessly. I came straight away. You know that tree? Well, it's not the only thing. When we woke this morning, the church was gone. Though a person might chop down a tree or steal a cow, there was no way that a church could be completely removed without anyone noticing. Next, the vicar walked in. He saw in a moment that his news was known. The church is not a building, and before any of us were alive, our fathers met in a tent, as many still do. But still, the clock tower was particularly fine, and it would be greatly missed. There are strange forces at work. I come to offer my help. Javen nodded suddenly mute but what he could not help but think was i have a dragon i am the dragon caller and yet i have no idea what to do how can the vicar helped Cale looked at him urgently madam myra has not come to the village this morning javen i think we should go and see her you think she has stolen the church Javen's mouth seemed dry. Kale glared at him. If she has not come to the village today, we may as well go to give her our regards, the vicar said, and perhaps we will learn something. Let's go. When they went outside, Javen stood apart from the rest, threw back his head and called out his strange sound to the skies. It didn't take long for Tangera to appear, and the others gasped as she came into land. Now came the difficulty. Was Tangera to walk, as she had before Javen had ridden on her back? Were the others to try to fly? Javen explained the situation to Tangera, and he watched her face become serious, though it would not be evident to most humans. This is very strange, Javen. What is this woman? She may be nothing at all, but we must check. He didn't say, it's all we've got, but he thought it. Tangera was looking at the other humans. Let us go first. Perhaps we can sort it before these come close. Javen told this plan to the others, who didn't look very happy about it, but as he was the dragon-caller, they agreed to walk behind. It wasn't far. Hardly had Tangera risen into the sky than she was swooping downwards again. Madame Myra's cave was east of the village. As they descended, Javen saw a magnificent cart, drawn by two large ponies, which Madame Myra was filling. But when she saw them, she stood still, with her hands on her hips and a smile on her face. Javen did not get off Tangera's back. Where are you going? He called out to Madame Myra, suddenly wishing he had listened to Kale a good while ago. Madame Myra seemed taller, stronger somehow. I knew you would come, Madame Myra said, and her smile grew even broader. Indeed, I hoped so. Hang on. She turned to her cart and rummaged briefly. That would have been the moment to blast her with fire, but no one blamed Tangera afterwards, for how were they to know? Madam Myra turned back to Javen, and in her hands was a jar. She opened the lid, then held it towards him, and then suddenly Javen felt a strong wind sucking him forwards, and everything around him rushed past, and he felt the strangest sensation, and then everything stopped. The air seemed strange. There was an odd look to everything, and the smallest sound of Tangera's feet echoed all around them. And then Madame Myra's face filled all of his vision, and it was smiling a nasty smile. Suddenly he realised what had happened. He and Tangera were in the jar. Javen, I saw Kale and the vicar, they saw us. Perhaps they can do something. Outside, Javen saw the world moving as Madame Myra lifted the jar and put it into the cart. Although he could see that the jar was tilting and moving, inside it felt stable and still. It was very odd. Good morning, Madame Myra. I have come for my church. Javen looked up. The vicar stood before Madame Myra and his voice was firm and grave. Madame Myra cackled. It's mine now. I like the tower, but I'd like a vicar to go with it. Javen shouted, no, as Madame Myra opened up the church jar towards the vicar. But the vicar held out the large cross he wore around his neck in front of him. Still the wind swirled around him, tearing at his clothes and his hair, and he staggered forward, but he was not drawn inside the jar, and after a little while of this, the magic stopped. Huh, Madame Myra said. The vicar let out a breath of relief and spoke. Why have you stolen all these things? It was true. The cart was full of jars, far more than could have been taken from their valley if there was to be anything left. I am a collector, Madame Myra smiled again. Come and see. The vicar stepped towards the cart. Javen felt like shouting warnings, but knew they would not be heard. Madame Myra started passing jars to the vicar, each with a label with beautiful writing on. She was explaining where she had found each one, why she had chosen it. See this? A troll with unusually long hair. She was bathing in a stream on the highest mountains of the kingdom. Here, I have a crown princess. She went into the forest foolishly and never returned. Then here, see this monster, though he's not as impressive as my new dragon and his caller. Javen stopped listening after a while. Watch the vicar, Tangera said. Javen did as Tangera suggested. When Madame Myra turned to pick up another jar, the vicar would twist the lid very, very hard, making it very, very tight before placing it down again. Javen was mystified. The vicar continued to make polite inquiries about the jar. Javen was confused. Soon another voice rang out around them. Madam Myra! It was the stern voice of Granny Cavan. And as Madam Myra turned, a hand descended over the jar Javen and Tangera were trapped in which was then thrown and flew through the air until it was caught by Granny, who opened the lid. The reverse of what happened last time when they went inside the jar happened now, and Javen found himself and Tangera fully sized facing Madame Myra. Give up your collection, Granny Cavan said fiercely, or this dragon will burn you to a crisp. Javen could feel that Tangera was angry. She would burn Madame Myra to a crisp gladly. But Madame Myra laughed. She gestured to her cart. I have monsters. You've not even dreamt of here. You cannot stop me. She reached into the cart and Tangera drew her breath in, ready to envelop her in fire. But Granny Cavan reached out a hand and placed it on Tangera's side, and simply said, Wait. Madame Myra went to open the jar, but her hands did not move. She tried again, using the fabric of her dress, to try to twist the lid, but it would not open. Javen turned to see the vicar, who had now been joined by Kale. They were twisting each jar lid as tightly as they could. Madame Myra grabbed another jar and tried it, then another and another. She couldn't open a single one. She turned to Granny Cavan in a panic. What, what, what will you do to me? But the reply came from behind her. This! It was kale. She had an empty jar in her hands and she opened it and pointed it towards Madame Myra, who was suddenly gripped, shrunken and trapped. Javen's mouth dropped open. Cale held up the jar to inspect the tiny, furious figure of Madame Myra, stomping and cursing almost inaudibly. We might let you free eventually, Cale said, if we can get everything else back to where it should be. That's going to be the hard part. Granny Cavan said, walking over to inspect the jars. These come from all over. The vicar held up a jar which had a girl in, a little older than Javen and Kale. She was gesturing furiously at them. The vicar shrugged and opened up the jar. The girl, when she appeared before them, started doing a series of stretches and running around the cart, laughing. They watched, bemused, She was finely dressed, and her skin and her face looked different from theirs. "'Finally!' she shouted at the sky, and then turned to them. Her gaze was strong. "'Thank you! Madam Myra is defeated at last! "'I have been held captive in that jar for many years. "'You deserve great thanks!' She bowed to them deeply. Then straightened quickly. I am Princess Tabida. The witch captured me when she captured the magic to make her jars from my kingdom. I have watched her take all of these things. Her eyes swept over the jars, then back to the others. And now it will be my quest to put them back. I must travel far and wide to do it. Her eyes sparkled. Let us take the jars for our village, Granny Cavan said firmly, and give you some food for your journey. Yes, that is wise. The princess bowed again and then stretched out and began to run toward the village. The vicar jumped up onto the cart and began to drive the ponies. That was amazing, Javen said to all of them, slightly stunned. How did you know what to do? It was Kale's idea, Granny Cavans said, and it might not have worked. Madam Myra might have been very strong and able to open the jars. They began to follow the cart back to the village. I thought I was supposed to save everyone, Javen said. You've got to give someone else a turn too sometimes, Kale said with a grin. And we did need you, too. Back at the village, the vicar released the church, and a couple of farmers went to replace the tree. Dad gladly released his prize cow, and then almost everyone gathered at the inn to eat, and to hear the princess's strange tales from her time with Madame Myra. Early in the morning, Javen and Kale said goodbye to Princess Tabitha as her eyes sparkled with adventure. Will you be safe? Oh, I've got everything I need, the princess said, pointing to the jars in the back. She grinned at them. Goodbye, maybe I'll come back sometime. They watched her from the ground and then Javen called Tangera and they watched the cart's progress to the edge of the valley and then until Princess Tabitha was completely out of sight. The End
0: Our final episode of this Joven and the Dragon series will come out with the Christmas holidays. But for now, why not explore one of our autumnal or winter series? Meet I'm Travelling George in the Nightcastle, or the Fentons as they face the frost. See you soon!